This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Hi, I'm Imma. I live in Scotland. Hi, I'm Jen and I'm from Canada. Hi, I'm Oladanji and I'm from Nigeria. Hello, I'm Liki and I live in Paris. Hey, I'm Rod. I'm from Peru. Welcome to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. In our conversations, we share ideas, perspectives, questions, and things we can actually do to make a difference. So don't be shy and join our Carbon Sessions because it's not too late. Okay. Hi, everyone. I'm Olavanji. I'm Brian. I am Eddie. Welcome, Eddie. Today we have an amazing guest with us. Um, Eddie is joining us today from Nigeria. And um, welcome, Eddie. Welcome to Carbon Sessions. Uh, to, you know, one of the coolest parts about Carbon Sessions is, you know, how we have really interesting conversations about climate change. And we have, we've had so many guests join us. And, you know, people just talk about their experiences about climate change and things in that ilk and some of the work that they are doing and today we have with us eddie eddie is a climate change and sustainability enthusiast and she's a she specializes in growth marketing um, with a passion for helping startups and emerging brands achieve their business goals and while she does that which is really interesting she maintains her reputation as a sustainability advocate um, and even taking that to when she did her MSc, she worked on one of the perhaps rare topics or interesting things that you'd, you'd find. And that's the heavy metal connection. Um, talking about how climate change is worsening the impact of toxic metals in our environment. So, um, Eddie, perhaps the, the first question is, why, why climate change? What picked your interest? Okay, so I studied science lab tech, but biochemistry and chemistry option though. I didn't completely do climate change in my MSc. So I worked on um, heavy metals and quicksand beds, like how heavy metals currently, you know, affect um, men, you know, when they give birth and their children. So that's basically what I, I worked on during my master's. But then it's all intertwined, like it's there's a connection to all of these things because heavy metals basically affect the environment we live in. So if it's affecting the environment, it means that it would, it would definitely affect the um, inhabitants of the earth. It will affect everything, the plants, the water, and all of that. So yeah, it's intertwined. So back to your question, I think the question should be why um, an environmental biochemistry I think I, I've always just loved everything yeah. about the environment. I've always very been curious about like how everything came into existence right from when I was very small. I used to ask like a lot of questions. I mean, why are we here? What are we even doing here? Why do we have all these things in place? Why do we act the way we act? Why do we even have cars? Why didn't we use horses? You know, why, why? So I've always my my passion for the environment, I would say, is from it's from within. There's no particular reason why I said okay. I I just I I wanted to. And funny enough, when I decided to do a, a MSc in environmental biochemistry, it's not because 
I particularly wanted to use it to work anywhere. I just wanted to know more about the environment and how our activities and as human beings is affecting the earth we live in. So that's basically. And that's interesting. It's it's somewhat hopeful to find that some people have a natural um I mean I didn't care about the environment very much growing up except for not littering places and just being neat but finding that you know there are other people that actually you know are very interested in the environment and how whatever we do our activities as human might affect it um but going from what you say now we should perhaps start from metals like what are heavy metals okay so um heavy metals in the simplest form are basically those metals that have like a very higher atomic weight right their density is quite higher than normal and what that basically means is that because of this high density and the atomic weight it can actually affect the environment like if they if they accumulate for a very long time because they don't break down easily they could easily affect the environment they could mm. easily affect um humans you know so it's just in the simplest form it's just basically metals that have very high atomic um atomic weight so there are metals like cadmium there's lead so there's um arsenic you know, and these are things you find in like um, most of some of them. We, we they're in our midst every day. Like you get exposed to them every day. You get so yeah. That's just mm. what every metals are. And what are some of the things that we use every day that heavy metals are a part of? Are there are they a part of buildings or? Yeah. Are there things that we see in our environment every day that are made from heavy metals? Yes, yes, yes. So let's say, for example, cadmium, right? So um, these um, perfect um, fertilizer that can actually cause cadmium, right? And most of these companies that produce these fertilizers, they empty it into oceans, they empty it into seas, you know, and what happens when... Um, the fishes and yes, the fishes actually consume them, right? We in turn consume them because <laughs> most of us eat fishes, you know, and then there's lead. So there there are some things that has lead in it, right? And they, if you are living in a country like Nigeria where there's traffic every day, you're exposed to the lead from vehicles and all of that. So Somehow, it's it, it naturally, right? They are supposed to be at court, like they're, they're naturally present, but in minute quantities, you get. So that's just mm. it. But some, some technological advancements, you know, industrial revolution has made us like use some certain things that, you know, has some of these things in it. I'm going back to cadmium now. So PVC you know, that we use in our feelings and all of that has cadmium in it, some of it, you know. So that there are lots of them. We could go wow. on and on and on, but there are just a lot of them. That's great. Eddie, I this is Brian and I have a question for you. I don't I don't know if these count as heavy metals, but I know that many metals, 
are used as pigment in paint and in, in sort of the paint we see all around us to create some of the colors. And I just read this very interesting article about how there's a new kind of structural paint that's creating color, not using pigment, but by shaping aluminum nanoparticles. Um, and it was very exciting to me to read about this new technology and this new innovation. And that is going to, you know, for a few reasons, it's going to help be a cooler paint so it will not absorb infrared rays the same way. And they were talking about that it doesn't have, and they named a number of the different metals in it. And I don't know if these count as heavy metals. This is where part of my question is. But that now this kind of paint will not need the many kinds of pigments that are used to create the paint that we all know in our our world today, like the kind of paint we use on our doors, our walls, and our cars, and our airplanes. But the structural paint, because they're actually shaping these aluminum nanoparticles in a way to refract light correctly, it mimics, it's like biomimicry. Is that, if paint, is that sort of a, a kind of area where we are also seeing, would those pigments that are in paint, or metal pigments that are in paint, be considered heavy metal? Okay, so um, as I said before, not all metals are classified as heavy metals. So it also depends on what, what, are, what are the kind of metals that they are using and what are their densities, right? So if it's actually so uh-huh. much, right, there are some metals that are classified by World Health Organization that, oh, these metals are, you know, are heavy metals. So, so sometimes people confuse metals and heavy metals, right? So there are lists of metals that are classified as heavy metals, yeah, by World Health Organization. So it basically means that, right, they have like higher density than normal. Like it shouldn't even be found in the human system or anywhere around. Because there has been like a number of research going on concerning heavy metals. So I feel like whatever anybody is producing right now, right to solve a particular problem would not make the situation worse in us. The, the, the question and the um, situation of lead paint and research on lead paint has been on for a while and I think they found a way to um, resolve that. I think any research or anything that anybody is producing now would not in any way, um, they would not want to do something that is worse than what has been going on already. So the question now is, what are the metals in the paint, right? So the question now would be like, okay, why are they using nanoparticles? Like, why are they using this and that? And we also need to check, and is it heavy metals they are using? So if it's not heavy metals, then I think it's fine. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, if the metal they're using is aluminum, so I think that wouldn't a heavy metal but i could be wrong that's interesting and partly what i'm getting from the answer you just gave is that there's a responsibility with production to make sure that whatever materials they are using for production is safe for both the environment and for human health um is that is that correct yes yes so i I didn't hear the last thing brian it was breaking. I think I, I heard him mention aluminum. 
nanoparticles are being made out of aluminum or maybe aluminum if it might be pronounced differently okay. so is that what they're using aluminum actually is very lightweighted it's lightweight it's not that heavy so it could be fine that's great i had a, a, a different question if you if i can go here so one of the other things i do under i think i understand about heavy metals and their uh contribution to pollution is that even though their name is heavy metal some of where mm -hmm. that contamination comes from is from um, gases and fumes and, and these metals actually in very small form being carried in the air and then settling. Is that correct? Yeah, but they could also be from water as well because some of these heavy metals are from waste products. Yeah, sewage. So some companies, um, some manufacturing companies empty their, uh, their sludge, they empty their waste products into the ocean. Yeah. That's interesting. So most water bodies, the seas and the oceans are actually very contaminated with heavy metal because some of these um, um, waste that they, they send out is heavy metal. So air, water, and basically the soil. Brian, did that answer your question? Eddie, thank you so much for that answer. I think that does help explain where the many places that these different heavy metals can can be sources of contamination. Um, do you, for our audience today, do you have any thoughts or words of advice to share around different products that they might buy or activities they engage in right now that that contribute to this heavy metal? issue or things that they might choose to do differently to help reduce the impact of heavy metal in the environment? Okay, um, I, I feel that, you know, people should, because when we say heavy metal, heavy metal, people just feel that it basically affects the, it stops at the environment, right? So whatever comes into the environment has like, the end product is you because you exist in the environment, right? So people need to first understand the impact of all these things in human life, right? Because after the environment, it is you. After the case that you find yourself, it is you it's affecting, right? So every metal has like a lot of negative impact because number one, when it gets into the system, it cannot break down. Like it accumulates, it keeps on piling up, right? So another question would be, why are, we, why are we even talking about climate change and heavy metals together? Why are they on the same level? Like, why are we having a conversation about climate change and heavy metals? So over the years, climate change has been, there has been like um, changes in climate. And the truth is that the more it changes, the more it affects the level of heavy metals in the sea and in the environment. So it's getting worse, it means that the heavy metal is getting worse, right? And what that eventually means is that we are more prone to having, if it's now everywhere, if it's increasing, we are more prone to like consuming these things. We are more prone to having it in our system. We are more prone to having it in our body. And what that means is that if it gets into your body, it accumulates. 
right? It cannot break down. It just keeps accumulating in your body. So that's why you have um, a lot of cancer cases, right? Um, it can cause neurotoxicity. It can cause um, toxicity to your um, neurosystem. It can cause damage to your teeth because they are not. They, they can't find a way out. They are just there building up, right? It can cause oxidative stress, like imbalancing between the oxidants and the antioxidants. And once there is that imbalance, it causes a lot of health challenges, like high blood pressure, a lot cancer. So people need to understand that first it has an adverse in fact it has a deleterious effect on you as a human being because i feel like if you understand that it affects you as a human being you'd be able to you know work towards making it not affecting the environment that you live in right so what are the ways that you can you know avoid this um heavy metal sometimes in some situations you can't avoid it, especially if you live in a country like um, Nigeria. I'm sure Bandi understands what I'm, I'm trying to say. Where you are constantly exposed to some of these things, you can't help it. That's, that's just the truth because there's traffic, you know, there's pollution everywhere that's in the air, right? But as a human, what you can do is that you can prevent it. You can be careful enough to check that whatever product that you're buying does not contain heavy metal. So I read some time ago that there are some lipstick that has, um, is it, is it um, cadmium? I can't, really, I can't really remember the exact heavy metal, right? So you need to check the products that you're buying to ensure that, especially cosmetic products, right? To ensure that it doesn't contain any of these things, right? So that's one way that, you know, you can reduce our exposure to it. Another way is that um, I, I think this one is, is more collective because if we are talking about this one, we should be talking to the um, government or something because we can't, we can't control this particular one. Most of this comes from when we consume um, species, like I said before. Right. When we consume things from um, the sea, the ocean, and all of that. So the only way that can be controlled is maybe there's like government regulations, you know, that, that probably um, reduces the way, um, the way industries or the way companies channel their waste into this environment. I think that's going to go a very long way to helping reducing the I think there's one last one. In some countries, right, some African countries are actually exposed to arsenic. Arsenic is an heavy metal in their drinking water, right? So some of these comes from the wells and all of that. So wells and maybe water that is not properly treated. So ensuring that your water is properly um, is from the right source is another way that that can be yeah, that makes sense that ingesting water with heavy metals would be very problematic. I can imagine that with some of these sources like fertilizer, you know, and these other methods that you've mentioned of the runoff into the water, you know, people can't necessarily know if their water has, you know, my, my water comes from the well, which comes from deep underground and I don't test it. 
regularly, so I just hope that it doesn't have heavy metals in it. Um, as I give it to my children and cook with it, I, I hope that there aren't fertilizers and runoff and other things creating that impact here. I think this is also really interesting. Yeah, hopefully. Um, we, we had a conversation about about a research that Liki had shared and how plastics even get washed into the ocean. So, and it's like very tiny, tiny particles of rubber and from like car tires. And I think it's mostly car tires and how they wear out as cars are driven on the roads. And then those very tiny particles of the tires get washed into mm -hmm. the ocean when rain falls. And then the fishes and um, and other creatures in the sea, you know, start to, well, get that into their system. And then we go ahead and get seafood. And then we sort of eat that, you know, because, you know, it's, it's about the circle of life. And so we consume that. You know, part of it is a bit like, how do we, how do we know what we consume? Um, you you had talked about cosmetic products and some of the other things that it could be written on it as an ingredient for you know we used this to make this and that's that's an easy one to detect and then the difficult one becomes when we inhale or when we start to consume seafood and the other things that we might not have a way to test and this also is like well you know, back to your point, getting the government to ensure that these things are stopped at source so that they don't get into um so they don't get into the environment in the way that starts to harm people. Um yeah, but it's been an interesting conversation. I, I totally enjoyed it. Perhaps let me ask, are there any personal you know, you've you've you know, talked about your research and some of the things that you've worked on. And thank you for really educating us. I would have thought heavy metals were, you know, the very giant metals that are used in buildings or because the first time I saw heavy metals, like, well, let's talk about how they make the metal, maybe the process of cutting it or something was like, well, heavy metals have to be something heavy. Um, but thanks for shedding light on, on what heavy metals really are. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're about to round this. Um, are there any last words that you have that you'd like to share with our listeners or something that you would like to talk about and we've not asked or we've not yet talked about? Um, it'll be interesting to know. Okay, so um, what I would probably love to leave behind is, I think I always like to say this, right? So um, in a case like heavy metal and climate change, like from the conversations we've probably had, most people might feel that, oh, we don't, uh, there's no much thing I can do, right? Since it's up to the government or, or maybe it's, there's just little I can do. But the thing is, if we all contribute our little quota, by little quota is being able to speak up, like most people don't know this thing. Most people don't know that, oh, if I take this, it's going to cost this, you know. Some of these things are even in processed food. They use it for preservations and all of that. Some of the time, 
pigments, like coloring pigments for food and all of that. So people need to be aware. So the 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 much we can do is letting people know. So we might feel that oh, there's not much I can do. I mean, the bulk of the work is for the government, you know, and the, the people that make these regulations, you know. But the truth is, as um um as um climate keeps changing and keeps getting worse, it affects the earth and it, it gradually dies, right? So to preserve the earth and to preserve the the universe for our children, our kids and the ones to come after us, right? We just need to be aware. We need to inform our um our neighbors, our kids, we do our family members, let them know that oh this thing exists. Be careful when you're going to the superstore to buy something. You need to be extra careful. You need to check the products you're buying, even in your processed foods and all of that. So yeah, that's that's basically all I can say right now. Well that's a very beautiful way to end this episode. Thank you so much. Um and it's good to hear from you, you know, talking about personal responsibility as far as sharing more, you know, and informing people go. So thank you so much. It's been a really great one. I think Brian might have some words to say. Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you, Eddie, for both sharing some of this wisdom and your knowledge with us today and trying to help make a difference in the world around you. I think it's uh, sort of neat to see someone who didn't necessarily go into their career and their educational pursuit because of the environment, but has found their way through that to um, to really helping make an impact in the world. So thank you for doing that every day. Thank you so much. I'm grateful. Thank you guys for having me here. You've been listening to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect, and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network, For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of The Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again, as together we can change the world.